Well, welcome 613 Golfers. I am your host, Jeff Botter, as always, and you're listening to the 613 Golfer podcast brought to you this week by Ping Golf and the all-new G425 family of irons, hybrids, drivers, and fairways. Check it all out at ca.ping.com. Now, um, it's kind of hard not to talk about the elephant in the room. Obviously, another week has passed since the last episode of, uh, of uh, 613 Golfer, and uh, we're still not golfing. So. Um, it's hard not to see that uh, the continued escalation of uh, anxiety and uh, anger, I guess, frustration with the uh, with the government and and not having golf open to us. But um, I, again, you know, everybody, I've been asked a number of times as to you know our position on that and and where does Flagstick stand and why hasn't Flagstick come out and and voiced a strong opinion for golf. And, and well, the biggest reason for that, that, and, and I don't want to, I'm not going to touch on this too much this episode because we are kind of continuing to kind of just repeat ourselves. Uh, and, and it's the same way on social media. I, I know you have a voice that needs to be heard, but we are really just repeating ourselves. We're yelling and screaming and saying the same things over and over and over again. We're not getting any different results, but I guess if you need to vent, you need to vent and social media is the spot to do that. It's probably not helping. It might be hurting a little bit. But anyways, um, our position is because we're, we're a golf media outlet. Um, we tell both sides of the story. Um, we keep an open mind and, um, and we're opinionative uh, in, in a way, but we have to be that way uh, impartially uh, because there are uh, we have clients uh, and uh, golf courses that feel strongly that the, that maybe the, the right decision has been made for the safety of everybody. And we have golf courses and clients that feel the opposite. And obviously golfers are going to be sitting on the fence in both, both ways. Uh, and, and we, we respect that and we appreciate that. And we're just going to wait it out. And uh, if it's May the 20th, it's May the 20th. If it's this weekend, uh, it's this weekend. There's nothing we can do except uh, let the groups that are working in our favor work in our favor. And, and that's the thing is that we do have um, NAGA and the We Are Golf Group that, that is really doing some stuff behind the scenes. And I just don't know if people clearly understand how much work and how much effort is going into trying to um, make the, the right convincing arguments and uh, about why golf should be happening and, and they're doing what they need to do. So we just need to let them do what they need to do and we'll get through it, you know, and, you know, and, and, and if you really take a look at it, people look outside, you know, this is, yeah, we could be golfing because there's no snow on the ground today, but a few days ago, there was certainly a lot of snow on the ground and nobody was playing any golf. So, look at the weather the golf industry is going to be fine um when golf comes back golf courses good luck getting a tee time um it's you're gonna have to book your tee time so far in advance to get one and maybe slide in through the odd cancellation but if last year was any indication of what this year is going to be like golf courses are going to be ridiculously busy driving ranges are going to be ridiculously busy um, the industry is going to survive through this. Um, even if we don't have full F and B, they're going to survive through this because prior to all of this, we had full F and B, but nobody's golf course was sold out. Nobody. Um, there were tee times. You could get tee times almost anywhere you wanted to get on almost any day. Um, you know, here and they hit and miss here and there, but 
for the most part, if you wanted a tee time, you probably had a good chance of getting a tee time. I know from my position, I know what golf courses wanted to promote uh, through us, you know, through the website, the things that they were promoting, the two for ones, the four for threes, the, the twilight deals. There isn't any of that. Golf courses are full. So where we lose out in one area, which might be the F&B, they gain in the fact that there's no available slots, that leagues are sold out, their memberships are sold out. Now, it's not across the board, but that is a pretty significant number of, of facilities that are in that position. So, you know, we're going to get through it. We're going to be fine. You know, we have to sacrifice a little bit right now, but there's a lot of people sacrificing a lot more than we have to. So be patient. If you really need to go for a walk, put your clubs on your back and go for a walk around the block. <laughs> I know that's just, it's a, a little bit of a joking way of, of, you know, laughing through it, but it's not funny, uh, but uh, it is what it is. So, or you can do what I did. And, um, you know, I want to hit balls. There's nowhere to hit balls. So I went on Amazon and I found um, a hitting net on Amazon and I found the connection pieces for a, for a pipe frame and I ordered the piping from Home Depot, curbside picked up that, brought it all home, put together my 10 by 10 by 10 net, hung my netting, uh, put a hitting mat in front of it, and I uh, uh, just ordered a launch monitor, uh, not an expensive one, just a personal launch monitor to give me some numbers. And, and lo and behold, if anybody's watching on YouTube right now, you can see there's a picture uh, to the side of me of my hitting area. And you know, my wife and my two boys and myself, hit balls to our hearts content, keep the swings in check. Uh, and we can actually, I, I don't have a picture of that, but if they, if we turn around on the mat and hit the other direction, there's a 55 yard par three going the opposite direction that not everybody's going to have that, but we do have a little bit of property and we've had that for a while. Um, but now we have the hitting net. So practice till my heart's content. Boys can hit balls. My wife can hit balls. We're good. And you can do that too. And all of that I think costs, you know, for everything, including if you had to buy the hitting mat structure and everything is less than a thousand dollars. So um, if you want to do something like that, it takes up all of about 10 feet by 10 feet by 12 feet of space in your yard. Um, so giddy up, go for it. Now, another little elephant in the room is obviously the whole situation at Tilsonburg. And I'm not going to get into this very much at all, because frankly, it's not a 613 thing affects us a little bit in the 613 but it's not a 613 thing so i'm not really going to go down that road too much but you know um we have rules and uh we have to follow those rules and unfortunately whether we agree or we disagree with government decisions and bylaws and and uh, stay-at-home orders and so on and so forth the rules are the rules and they have to be enforced and and this is this is what happens um i don't think that what the golf course in tilsonburg did was helping us very much get golf golf open by by um, you know basically rubbing it in the face of the government that we don't care what you think we're going to do what we want to anyway but you know again I'm not a politician and I'm not going to go down the political road so probably not the best move to paying the price for it if they want to keep paying the price for it I guess that's up to them if people want to golf there and take the fines well I guess that's up to them as well so to each their own now all that is now pushed aside. We've got a little bit of news out of the way, a little bit of what's happening going on uh, out of the way. I want to talk about our guest this week. I'm really very, very excited about, about this guest. And, you know, one of the things about golf and golf in, the, in this region is that there are so many, so much variety of different people in the industry. Um, you know, whether it's a course owner that, you know, does something else on the side of course owners that are 
amazing woodworkers and they do all their own work around the shops and and uh, and their clubhouse and and you don't really know about that stuff and i'm going to find out more about that stuff and bring those people on to talk about it but this individual is um uh, you know in the headlines a little bit right now um he's very well known a very well known uh teaching professional from the ottawa hunt and um but he's also very well known for his musician being a musician and and uh uh, I'm talking about Dave Khalil, who's a teaching professional from the Auto Hunt, and you know we we know of him as the piano man as well as we know him know of him as a golf pro. And uh, Dave's agreed to come on with us this week and and talk about his journey uh, to becoming a golf professional and and uh, but not losing sight of that one thing his his sec his first passion, which is obviously music. Dave's going to join us. Um, after we get back from the message from our sponsor, Ping, and uh, we're going to talk to Dave and, and find out a little bit more about the Piano Man Golf Pro. So stay with us. We'll be right back. At Ping, our culture of curiosity has been driving innovations for over 60 years. Innovations like the new G425 iron, which brings you greater distance without sacrificing the forgiveness and control you need to play with precision. And with free access to the Arcos Caddy system, you'll play smarter and shoot lower scores. The new Ping G425 iron, better by every measure. Get fit today. Visit ca.ping.com to learn more about G425. Well, we're back now, and uh, I'm really excited, like I said, about this, uh, our, for our guest this week. Um, uh, I think he's going to have some interesting stories to tell. And, and if, if maybe he's sitting in front of the piano, maybe he, uh, he graces us with a little bit of the uh, tinkling of the ivories and a little song uh, to break up all this, this madness as he has been doing for, uh, for months during the COVID-19. So without any uh, more delays, let's bring on our guest, Dave Khalil. Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us. Hello, Senators. <laughs> yeah, go Senators, no playoffs, but man, they, they have been playing some good hockey, eh? They have been fun to watch. Anyway. Cer certainly have. This is not a hockey show, but it's, it, it is a 613 golfer show, so how can you not talk about the, the Senators inside the 613, right? So, Plus, I'm wearing it, right? Yeah, so. that is true. That is true. Well, Dave, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast with us. Um, the thing about this podcast is it is all about golf and and those in the industry throughout the 613 and as i as i uh, mentioned as we before we brought you on your story of how you became a golf pro is a little different than than most is you know not every golf pro is played junior golf and and uh, and high level amateur golf but a good chunk of golf pros have a pretty significant golf background where background, this is what yeah. they've been doing for for years and years and years and it just naturally we're going they're going to go pro or they're going to become a golf pro but in your case that's not the background that you particularly came from but you you got here somehow so i want our listeners and our viewers uh to to know dave khalil i want them to know the piano man um i want them to know how this guy who is a musician uh, decided like why why decide to become a golf pro so I guess we could still I just I fall into stuff that's my life I'm not a planner never have been so um I started playing I gotta be playing in high school just fooling around and you know 
girls like that. So I ended up playing <laughs> quite a bit. <clears throat> and I did it's like amateur hours and stuff, but I never thought, you know, I went to I went to Queen's University for to be a doctor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, you, know, you just floored me with that one. Yeah, well, uh now I'm a golf doctor. But anyway, so uh I went to Queens and I ended up the second year I would do, I would rent an electric piano during midterm. So I failed out of there and did a special, what I call a two-year agreement with us, me and Queens. So I did the two-year program, Dave Khalil program. And uh, one day somebody said, uh, you know, they're auditioning somebody down at uh, this place called Jay's Steakhouse in Ottawa on Wellington Street. And he, I said, uh, okay, I'll go down. It was a Monday night. I was really sick. I couldn't sing. I was like, ah. And the guy saw something in me and he hired me and I played there for a year. And then, so I just fell into that. Right. So fast forward, I haven't, I never golfed, never golfed as a kid. Um, you know, I went to Russ Fawcett's driving range once in a while and uh, hit a few balls, but you know, I, I was a sports guy. I played baseball, football, basketball, and, I'd, be, I'd swing off my back foot and try to get it in the air like every amateur does. And uh, <clears throat> then I took somebody took me to Eagle Creek just for fun, like just to play when I was 36 years old. So I turned 36. Somebody takes me to Eagle Creek. I finish hacking it around. I probably shoot about 130. Right. And the guy at the last minute tells me, why don't you put your thumb over here? Like in the, on the 18th hole at a nine iron. <laughs> what did he wait so long for? I know, I know. Like I'm slicing everything and I'm hacking everything up all over the place. But uh, he says, why don't you try putting your left thumb over here a little bit? And I put it there and I hit just the purest, sweetest shot I'd ever hit. You know that uh -huh. Kevin Costner says it, it rings in your loins. Um, and then I finished that game and I, and I went up to the top of Eagle Creek. If any of you have ever been at Eagle Creek before, you know, you look back and you're looking over the water and the water's shimmering, the sun's setting. And, and I lived out there. I lived out near Dunrobin. So I thought, like, I have to do this. I have to do this. So I went and bought, uh, bought the plane rights from one of the equity shareholders who wasn't going to use it as a, as a golf course because it was too far. And I played 80 times a summer for the next four years. And I got wow. down into the seventies shot in the seventies in my fourth year. So I'm 40 years old by then. <clears throat> and then, oh yeah. What story is this? Oh yeah. I <laughs> but I fell in love with it. Right. I mean, I stay with music. me, Dave, stay with me. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's the musician part of me. Um, but I, you know, I, I play probably half of those rounds were by myself. So I just figured it out. And just, I always called it a four hour holiday. So I go out and I just relax and get away from everything. You know, I still play music at night. I still do both to this day. Well, I did until COVID. Um, but uh, so then I'm playing in a bar one night, Whispers on Richmond Road. It's smoky. It's a crappy night. And I'm, I'm pretty, usually pretty good at getting the audience with me. And they were not listening. I said, Sam, and I just thought to myself, like, what? am I going to do if I don't like this anymore? Because you can't fake that, right? You no. can't, can't be in a bar singing and fake it. No. <clears throat> I couldn't anyway. So uh, in that moment, I remember I said, I'm going to learn how to teach golf. And it just came to me like that. So I fell into that. Next day, I called Kevin Haim, whom I had met uh, 
maybe a year before and I've been hitting balls at his range and sold me a set of clubs, Henry Griffiths. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I said to Kev, I said, and I had caddied for him a couple of times. We had, we had become pretty good friends. So I said, I want to, I want to learn how to teach golf. And he said, okay, just come on out and we can hang out and shadow the guys and watch what they do. And, and uh, I did that for few months and then I he started letting me teach a little bit don't tell the PGA and uh, care. <laughs> but just as a you know like a, like a learner's permit so someone would always be there with me and I I, I learned how to teach a little bit and I have a good a good way with people I have an easy very easy way of communicating with people and I like figuring stuff out so it's just a supernatural fit you know so uh like a year after Five years after I started playing, I turned pro. Wow. Now, do you remember, Dave, the first time you and I met? And I don't mean to put you on the spot. I remember, so I'll, I'll fill you in. But do you remember the first time that you and I actually came face-to-face -face and, and, and had a chat? Yeah, of course I do. No. You don't? Okay. No, no that's yeah. fine. It, wouldn't, it would be a very obscure moment in most people's memory. But Was, was it, I bugging you to be on the cover of Flagstick? No, that's uh, that's your buddy that John. Later. That's that's the king. <laughs> the king has been bugging me to be on the cover of Flagstick for I think his entire PGA career as long that's as he's known nervous. me, and and uh, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I always have that over him, uh, and you will hang that over him for a very long time. Um, yeah. The first time that you and I met was actually at Kevin's driving range at Double Deck. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. you you were hitting balls, and I think as I continue to tell this this story, you might start to clue in. Um, you were hitting golf balls, and I had been out there speaking with Kevin about marketing related stuff. I'm sure, and uh, I went out onto the tee line and was kind of walking around. I saw you there, and Kevin and I had been talking about you in his office at one point, and I came out to talk to you, and you were hitting golf balls, and you were you were working on. Um, um, moving the ball um you know, shot shape shot shape shaping the ball and uh you said how you know you were it was so you were having it was easy to cut the ball you had no problem hitting the ball left to right you said you were you were struggling trying to figure out how to just on demand move the ball right to left and i, I told you this now. I, I knew you would and i told you, you told my trick me. and i told you my trick and and i'm not a anybody knows me i am not a golf pro that's scott <laughs> no, I'm not a golf pro. I, I can golf. There's, you know, I can hit the ball and, uh, and I can move the ball, you know, whichever way I want to move it on demand. And I have my secret, which is not a secret. It's, it's a common way of doing it. It's not the only way, but I told yeah. you my secret and That's you, right. you did it the first time you did what I said I do and you pulled it off. And yeah, and that was it. That's the first time that you and I met. And as they say, the rest is history, Dave. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Wow, so, that's, that's really because I don't have a, I don't I have a terrible memory for certain things. Like I remember people, but I, I don't remember situations very well. But that's uh, I remember you telling me point the club face at the target, and point your body where you wanted the ball to start. Yeah, and swing along okay. the lines of your body. Along the target. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I use that there every day. There you go. There you Not go. Every day. So, okay. So you you. Obviously, you make this decision, you know, I'm going to, I want to learn to teach golf. So you learn to teach golf. Now, becoming a golf pro is not 
just a case of saying you want to teach golf and going and teaching golf. You still, there's nowadays, there's, there's a little bit more to the, the education side of it, but when you did it, you were still sort of, you were in between the two programs, were you not like kind of the old pace program and the, and the new, you weren't quite at the new order of where things are now, but I was before pace. Oh, so you were in before pace. So you still had to apprentice. Yes. So okay. I did a seven, seven year program. So, yeah. So it was seven, seven years. So I was just going to get you to kind of touch on that a little bit. Like how long from the time that you decided you wanted to teach golf, how long did it take you to, you obviously had to play in and play out and because it was in those days, you had to play in and play out unless you played right. in and played out in the same same event um how long did it take you to go from i want to teach golf to i'm a class a golf pro and now i can teach class a took a long time but i I played in almost immediately my first attempt which i got lucky (laughs) i had a buddy of mine mine caddying for me it was at amherst view and it was hard as rock yeah you couldn't you couldn't land a wedge on the green and keep it on (laughs) right you probably know that. I course. know Amherst too, yeah. So uh, I think I shot, we had to shoot two 76s, I think. So I shot 73 the first day. And then uh, uh, the second day, I'm making a couple of bogeys down the, down the, down the stretch. <laughs> I look at my caddy, I go, can I make a bogey? Or he goes, just hit the effing ball. <laughs> Like he was, he was getting frustrated with me because you know when you when you need to shoot a number, it's hard, right? I mean, yeah. When you're just playing and you're kind of just shot by shot, you're you're uh, you're not focusing on score, and that's a big lesson for people to learn. But um, anyway, so I, I played in the first time and I played out at uh, Udaway. Okay. So I, I played in, played out, and that so that part wasn't the issue. I had. I did all the, uh, the apprentice stuff, like the seminars and all that kind of stuff. My, my one anchor was my education. So I didn't have a post-secondary education or a business degree. So I slipped through the cracks. I think I could say this now, but I slipped through the cracks. I signed probably three resignation letters to the PGA of Canada with the intention of resigning because I didn't have my education <clears throat> and uh, I don't know what happened I just kept slipping through the cracks and and uh, finally they in recent years I can't remember how long ago maybe six seven eight years ago uh, I did my class a exam and they accepted the fact that I had owned a bar and I had run my own business being a musician as my education okay. I think they're just kind of desperate to get people in there that's a whole. I'm sure stuff. they're. I'm sure that they're glad that they did. How? Why? Why it happened or how it happened is quite irrelevant now, right? I mean, it's yeah. uh, the the again, it's uh, the rest. Of, the rest of that story is history, right? So yeah. Um, so now you've you've slipped through the cracks. You've got your class A, and 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 now you're teaching. And obviously, you taught uh, you taught at Kevin's place for a bit. I taught with Kevin for five years. Yeah. And then I went to, uh, Kevin was associated with Eagle Creek and Canada at the time. So I did a half a year at Canada and half a year at Eagle Creek. And then a buddy of mine at the Hunt Club said, uh, I want to come over to the Hunt, teach at the Hunt. Can we go there yet? Is, do you want to go there now? Or? Yeah, yeah, let's go there. <laughs> okay, so I said, uh, no. <laughs> well, 
I said, why would I want to do that? I have lots of clients out here and they're not members of the hunt club. I couldn't teach anybody who's not a member, right? Yeah. So he said, just try it out. So I, I, I went there every Monday, I think for the first few months. And, and they liked me and I, I kind of fit in with that, with the membership and the demographic. And uh, I just started teaching there. Now I'm, and I became the head teaching pro. Tim Moore was the pro at the time, head pro at the time. He yeah. said, he hired me. He said, I want you to look after the, the, um, the teaching part, the instruction part yeah. of, of it. I don't want anything to do with it. You run <laughs> it. You got it. You go with it. So wow. immediately I was the head pro at, at the Ottawa Hunt Club, <laughs> our head teaching pro. Yeah. It blew my mind because in my head, I'm still a musician. Right? That's and that's the uniqueness of this whole story, Dave. Is that yeah? Is it you can reflect back and and say, okay, I was I went to Queens on a on a special program. <laughs> I became a musician. Some you know, I I fell into becoming a musician. I I ran with that for a while. I fell in love with golf. I wanted to teach golf so i did that i got you know i got through that i got my class a i taught i had a good clientele I, and now i'm the head teaching professional at the ottawa hunt and golf club <laughs> i mean there's really? it's, you can't it's write that it's ridiculous when you think about it but it's not ridiculous if you know if you know you i i guess yeah. that's my point because i know you and and obviously a lot of other people know you very well too as dave khalil the the golf teaching professional um right you know kevin must have saw something in you as a person and as a potentially as a teacher to take you under his wing because kevin doesn't just randomly choose people to just decide i'm gonna i'm gonna you know mentor this guy um and uh and see where this goes like that's not that's not kevin no so you know there's something there so you know and now where you are it's 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 extraordinary to to see that in and i'm happy myself that i had the opportunity to see you before it all happened and then watched it happen and and seeing the success that you have now is it, it's unbelievable and, and it's but it's not it's unbelievable when you think about the story but it's not really as unbelievable as you think when you know who you are as a person that you got to this level I'm still, I'm still shocked by it. Yeah. I'm still shocked. Like I go to the, I go to the hunt club. I go, I'm the teaching pro here. Yeah. And one of the nicest places on the face of the earth. It is beautiful. And I, <laughs> what's that? It is beautiful. And I owe a lot, I owe a lot to Kevin and Kevin and Lisa for sure, because they, uh, I, I, I actually won teacher of the year in Ottawa, in the Ottawa zone yeah. in 2018. And I, uh, I was so nervous in my speech. You, never, you wouldn't think a stage person would be nervous giving a speech, but if I didn't have a piano in front of me, it was like, uh, so I was a fish out of water, right? I think a live, live comedian, stand-up comic has got to be the worst job, the most frustrating, crazy, stressful job in the world. So, but I, I neglected to thank them. I like to thank them now because they, they basically gave me my start. Uh, <clears throat> they kind of, flip the rules a little bit, the rules a little bit to, to have me teach because I'm a 40 year old. And I said, because <clears throat> you're supposed to work shop time and all that kind of stuff. I said, and I told Kevin, I said, you're wait, you'd be wasting me. 
yeah. if you put me in the shop. I said, I'm, I'm great on the T line. I'll be really good out there. I'll be great with your people. Just don't put me in the shop, you know? And I've never worked shop time. I've always just taught. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and, and it's, and it's interesting how the, the, the era that you went through Dave to, to become a teaching pro and, and the way you went about it, the shop time stuff is irrelevant now. The, the, the guys that are, the guys that are teaching, the guys that want to be teachers don't, don't go through that part of the process. Right. You know, unless we, they happen to be at a golf course that wants them to go to, to work shop time, but it's right, not but required. We, we had to. We yeah. Had to. Yeah. yeah. And of course that's all, that's all changed now. So if you were, if you were to start doing the program now versus going through it, when you went through it, you might not get away with the education part of it, but, <laughs> but you, but the other stuff you wouldn't have to worry about. Yeah, hey, know, you know, look at, we don't have millions of followers on, on okay. this podcast just yet. We so again, we, we, might, we might have a lot of PGA guys on. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, listen, um, so that's where we're at. And, and uh, before we get into a little bit more of the modern, the current day situation and, and what you're doing and what you've been doing, um, I know you got a keyboard in front of you. You never, come on, you never not. Yeah, I know you have a keyboard in front of you. So why don't you, uh, why don't you grace the, the audience of 613 golfers with a little, little bit of, a little bit of music, a little bit of song before we go back into a little bit more of talking is there a tip jar there's always a tip jar there's always a tip jar i'll put a, i'll put it right on the screen there if anybody's listening uh we can't <laughs> see your keyboard i know i've i've watched you on on uh on uh, facebook do your do your thing and we'll talk about that but um you say what you want to say you want people to to uh to visit you on your on your uh, website there or uh, send you whatever let's we're still we're still we're still doing some I'm, stuff here so i'm kidding with the tip jar ah, that's okay um what do you want to hear i don't know i'm an old school uh i like the old school music that you that you sing well, so you're a lot younger than i am though. so what's old school <laughs> for you oh let me think um i don't know you do a little uh uh um little yeah any, anything bob dylan uh, yeah, I could do. Uh, Come on, take this badge off of me. I can't use it anymore. It's getting too dark, too dark to see. I feel like I'm knocking on heaven's door. Sing with me, Jeff. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that, Dave. <laughs> Not in these days. Oh, yeah. you mean you singing or this song? No, me singing. <laughs> yeah. Give, so give, give me, give me a little one of your favorites, Dave. I know, I know, I know. You've got to sing a lot of songs and play a lot of stuff, but there's got to be something that's a little bit a go-to for Dave Khalil that just a crowd pleaser. <laughs> Crowd pleaser. Uh, well, there's, you know, there's Piano Man, obviously, right? So let's go a little upbeat. Let's go something really upbeat. All right. Can you hear the piano okay? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> something like that. Upbeat? Yeah, that's uh, 
that's in the realm, but no, let, let's let's really let's bring it up, Dave. Bring it up. Why do we always come here? I guess we'll never know. It's like a kind of torture to have to watch the show. It's time to put on makeup. It's time to dress up right. It's time to get things started. Okay, yeah, so. So there's, uh, I don't know, there's uh, Little Burton Cummings. Living on my hands and feet like 747 on a Saturday night And I mean Living on my hands and feet like 747 on a Saturday night On no, on no other golf podcast are we getting live music like that. Now, come on. Imagine. It's like interviewing Peter Jacobson. <laughs> Probably. You know what? It, it, I wouldn't be surprised, Dave. I wouldn't be surprised if it's almost exactly the same thing, except I think you're a little better. Jake Trout and the Flounders. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but he, was, he was a little better golfer, though. Uh, that I am not going to deny. Just, yeah. As good as you are, Dave, I've, I, I know you've had plenty of five dollar money games but uh <laughs> you know that i've i've not bragging but i've actually won six professional tournaments yeah i know you know that? that you're no slouch at the game dave crazy it's like it, i it, still can't believe it it's like i'm not bragging i'm shocked you shouldn't be shocked dave you I know am. it's 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 funny because hard work and passion are are two of the things that uh, you know for me as a as a, a person in the golf industry and in life those are things that I you know and I instilled that in my kids too is if you have a passion for something and you work hard at it then you can get there I mean it, who knows what level that's going to be I mean it's you know I have a I have a young lad that, that's a, that's a hockey player and he plays hockey at a high level but if he never makes it to the NHL which maybe is his dream it doesn't mean that you work and you don't work you know hard to get there and just because right. you don't make it to that level doesn't mean that you haven't succeeded you know but right. you're never right. going to get to that level if you don't if you don't put in the in the effort and work hard at it so you you've done the work I mean, that's the thing you've you're passionate about the game clearly i can see that and anybody else that knows you can see that and you've worked hard to get to where you're at it's not like you just kind of think yeah i want to teach golf okay i'll be the teacher at the hunt i mean there's there's a lot of work that goes into getting to that point. Plus, you actually you have to be good at it, to you know, or nobody's going to take a lesson with you. Just because you are the head teaching pro at the Hunt Club doesn't mean that you're good at it, unless right. you know people. If you're not going to be the head pro at the Hunt Club, if you're not good at it, That's so you know That's you got to be good at what you do. So and you are. So don't be shocked by it, Dave. Now. The music was kind of a really, you know, was a, guy, a nice treat for everybody. But the music is is one of the reasons also why why I wanted to talk to you on this podcast. And okay. COVID hits, you can't play. Well, you can play a little bit last year, but and teaching was was difficult. Um, and now we're back here again, locked down, not able to teach, not able to get you know close teaching with your 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 members. But you didn't, you kind of went, you kind of took the, the golf side of it and you went back to the music and you, you started doing um, live concerts uh, 
of of your music on on uh, Facebook Live, right? Yeah. And so, and that led to um, that led to some some charity stuff, and that led to a little bit of a mention that I'll let you tell. But tell me about the the doing the stuff on Facebook and and the charity work and and how that all kind of came went from it's another one of those journeys that went from here to the you know it went from here to there and so tell tell us a little bit about that so i i consider myself super fortunate um i've been playing for 45 years now playing in bars music and uh played with khalil and Nizarella back in the day and i did a lot of solo stuff and the last 19 20 years i've been with tyler keely and todd huckabone as the dueling pianos, right? I think you've been there. Yes. You may not remember. I do. I do. <laughs> I remember over at the casino, um, the Rito Casino, when you yeah, were over there doing the dueling pianos and down downtown at um, Fat Tuesdays. At Tuesday, Fat Tuesdays, it was down there. Yeah. No, I've 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 fallen at the marshes. You did some stuff out there too, and yeah. Well, Trish so, and I have followed you doing all that stuff. So awesome. So the fortunate part for me is I've never been out of work. You know, I'm not, I guess, typically musicians are always looking for work or whatever, but I've just been lucky. Lucky and I've found a way to, to play in the same city constantly without people getting tired of me and me not and me getting tired of them. So um, when that stopped in March, I mean, we were playing two, three nights a week, two solid nights a week, every week, and then we get extra like a private party or birthday or something, you know, a festival or so that just stopped. Like my whole livelihood stopped everything, everything quit. And, uh, and one night I was just playing just for fun. I saw somebody do a show on, uh, on Facebook and I thought, huh, kind of cool. Let me just do a song or two. Right. So I just flipped on my little Facebook live, th live stream thing and started playing, uh, Yeah. And then uh, in like five minutes, 30 people were watching. Right. So I'm like, could be something again, just falling into it. Right. Never planning anything. Just happened to fall into it. I did two shows a week, every Wednesday, Saturday, because I have a great following. Like I really like over 45 years, I remember people and I've really made a lot of connections. Right. So I'm playing to people in Vancouver, in Indianapolis, in LA, in Australia, in England, like just people all over the place, which is the really unique side of doing this Facebook show, right, as, as opposed to playing in a bar. So uh, I started playing and we'd get 70, 80 people every show, right? So I kept going, kept going. I did it all through the, took about a month off in the summer because I think August was really nice weather and and people weren't really tuning in at that point. So they came back again and in October and then, uh, or September, October. And then uh, in November, a guy, one of the guys on the show says, uh, hey, Dave, I'll, he messaged me. He said, I'll, I'll give you a, a dollar a head for everybody who shows up to your show. And uh, you can just donate it to your favorite charity. So that started the whole thing. It's just organic. The whole thing's organic. My whole life is organic probably you know but uh so we we started and we we've done i mean it's our 53rd show 
coming up this Saturday, and it's a massive one. We've raised over $85,000 for local charities. Just me and the piano, me and the iPad, and uh, my friend Aaron producing. And uh, my people are just uh, so generous and so loyal, you know? So this Saturday is a big one for Shelter Movers, which is a charity that, um, it's a volunteer organization that, that moves women out of abusive, violent homes. And their, their volume has gone skyrocketed through COVID, right? Yeah. So it's a great cause. And uh, we've got a lot of sponsors and we're going to go up to, uh, we're going to go break the $100,000 in charity mark. So it's wow. just fell into it, but it's been, it's, it's awesome. We did it for the food bank, for Shepherds of Good Hope, like just smaller charities that, that don't have, you know, a lot of funding and stuff, you know? Anyway been pretty cool who, who would have thought i would ever be like a fundraiser guy <laughs> i'm usually just a fundraiser the, there you go well this the fundraising has raised a lot of funds and yeah. um and obviously that guy. that doesn't just get recognized or noticed by the people that tune in and the people that know um by following you on facebook how much money you've raised that actually reached the highest levels of government didn't it well it reached the provincial legislature well, that's the, the highest levels of government in this province anyway. Yeah. But, like, tell, tell me a little bit about that, uh, that um, mention. Well, one of, the, one of the people I've met through the show is Colin McSweeney, and he has a connection in the, in the legislature, I guess. He's connected with the conservative government or something, somehow. Don't listen to this, Colin. And... Uh, suggested my story to Jeremy Roberts, who is the MPP for Ottawa West Nepean. So uh, he just, they just did a blurb on me. It's really bizarre. It's, it's, it, but, but again, Dave, that's, it's phenomenal. Um, and it, it, it goes to the, the, it goes to the whole story. So it ties it all in from, from the piano playing guy that wanted to teach golf to the head teaching professional at the hunt club to, to seeing the something that was a negative in COVID hitting and, and you not being able to do the dueling pianos and the one and the thing that you like to do off the golf course and off the tee line, we'll be back there. I know we'll be back there soon, but you took that and you turned it into something positive for a lot of people in the community. And, and then it gets recognized that, you know, within the highest level of government in the province. I mean, it's just an extraordinary story. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm like ridiculously glad that, that you and I were able to, to have a conversation like this about this on this podcast. And like I said, we don't have millions of, of viewers and listeners in the podcast. It's new. We're just trying to get things going. But when I can have people like you, who I've known for a very long time on this, this show talking about your story and, and, how we got to here and what that's all meant. Um, that's, that's a lot. That means a lot. It really does. And you should, you should awesome. really be happy with, with what you've accomplished, Dave. I'm, I'm super proud of what we've been doing for sure. I, I just, it's, it's all a blur to me. You know, it seems like it started yesterday, but it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> As, you get done. As you can see, I had a full head of hair, Dave. I'm sorry. And I wear a hat every day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, listen, um, yeah. 
you know, again, thank you so much for uh, for taking some time today. I know you've uh, you've had some some busy things going on, and I and uh, I have nothing but time. <laughs> I'm trying to be I'm, diplomatic here, Dave. Um, I'm thanks for for the first time in my whole career. Yeah, we'll I, be back. There. Look it, we're gonna golf, and that part's yeah. gonna come back, and then yeah, you know, gradually, you know, those the restaurants and bars are going to get get open for people again we're we're going to get through all of this and things are going to get back to whatever whatever the normal or the new normal is and yeah. uh, and life will go on and uh, yeah. the good thing is that uh, that we're on this side of the earth and um and we're moving forward so thanks again dave for doing this uh, you know congratulations on the successes that you've had uh, thus far uh, as a golf professional and as a musician. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to watch the story get written for you. Nice. Well, you're, you're part of the story. Obviously you taught me how to hit a draw. Now that's only helps you take money away from King. So. Yeah. I birdied 17 at uh, the marshes with that shot. There you go. So I know yeah, I feel like I'm part of your, your you golfing are. success. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much dave i really appreciate it all the best to you and uh, we'll talk to you uh, at a golf course soon enough i'm sure thanks jeff good luck with your podcast man hey no worries man thank you thanks for having me hey no problem okay well it, it really doesn't get any better than that uh what a great uh a great interview and a, and a great uh, chat with uh, with dave congratulations dave on everything that uh, that you've accomplished as a golf pro as a musician and as a combination of both, you're doing not only good for the golfers and helping them with the golf swings, you're doing good for the community and helping them with your music. So thanks for doing what you do, Dave. Um, well, uh, as we always do this uh, on, the, on the podcast, we, uh, we're going to take a trip out to the Lesson Tee. We're going to talk to our good buddy, Kevin Haim, and see what Kevin's got in store for us this week uh, on the Lesson Tee. Take it away, Kevin. All right, golfers, time for a quick tip. And this is for those of us who are a little less flexible. I used to give this tip as just a drill, but frankly, I use it on the golf course now, and you can too. And here's the tip, very simple. If you're finding yourself a little bit inflexible into your backswing, you can just take your trailing foot and pull it a little bit off the line. Now, I still want you to keep your thighs, your waist, and your chest square or facing the golf ball. But by pulling this trailing foot a little bit off the line, it helps encourage a little bit more turn into my hip, and I get behind the ball better so I can hit the golf ball more from an inside-up path into the ball. Here we go. So I stand over the ball with great alignment, then I pull the foot back a little bit, turn into my back leg, and hit a decent shot. It just helps me feel like I turn better. Try it next time you're playing. Well, thanks again, Kevin, for another outstanding tip. I uh, hope everybody's been enjoying them. As I, as I do remind everybody this week, uh, <clears throat> Kevin's providing us just these, these, uh, these tips every week on the lesson tee and uh, you can check them all out at kevinheem.com or at flagstick.com and also don't forget uh, our anniversary series uh, of tips with Kevin obviously it's our 25th anniversary this year and Kevin's been gracious to to do a little special 25th anniversary series with us uh, first one was in the last edition of flagstick and you can check that out on flagstick.com next one's coming up very soon in the May edition I'm not going to give anything away but uh, it is a really good tip it's an and it's a a little bit of a blast from the past once again. So thanks very much for that, Kevin. Uh, now, this is the point in the show where we talk about our favorite hole, favorite hole in the 613. So this week, Jennifer Boyd from Canada 
selected the 12th hole at Greensmere on the Premier Course, a cool little par three downhill, ranges somewhere from 115 to 175 from the back tee. Uh, be careful of the water in front. It, uh, it can swallow up a lot of golf balls if you're not uh, careful with your club selection and paying attention to the wind. So thanks very much for that, Jennifer. We're actually going to send you a couple of passes to play Greensmere. Once everything opens back up again, uh, so I know Jennifer mentioned in her email that she's not a member at Greensmere, but she really does like the course and likes that hole. So there you go. You'll be playing Greensmere once things open back up. And anybody else that wants to submit, jbotter at flagstick.com. Send that submission in to me. Send along a photo if you want. Otherwise, you know, we can track down a photo so we can put it up on the YouTube channel. Um, and, uh, you know, we encourage those submissions. We've been getting a lot of them, and, and uh, we encourage more. So thanks very much for that. Now, looking forward to the next episode, we're going to have Scott McLeod back on with his regional golf report. Uh, and Scott's going to fill us in on everything that's been going on in the 613, although at this point it hasn't been a lot of golf tournament action. But by the time we do the next, uh, the next episode of the show, maybe we're looking at a little bit more news and information that we can share with you. So Tune in for that. Um, I, I really know you'll enjoy everything that Scott's got to say. Um, that's about it for me for this week. And uh, I want to thank, obviously, our guest, Dave Khalil, from coming on and uh, the piano man and uh, talking with us a little bit, getting a little bit more information about him and, and his journey and how he got to where he is now. Uh, I want to thank Kevin, obviously, for, for doing another great tip uh, uh, each and every episode. We do appreciate that. Big thank you to our sponsor, Ping. Uh, we can't do these things long term without sponsors. There's bills to be paid, and and we're really fortunate to be have some good sponsors. And Ping has been gracious to be our sponsor for the last couple of weeks, and and is in for quite a few episodes this year. So thanks very much to Ping. Check him out at ca.ping.com, and uh, you'll learn more about the uh, G425 family of uh, of golf clubs from Ping. Now, uh, hopefully, uh, we're we're golfing, and uh, next episode we're talking about golfing. But if we're not, be patient. It's coming. We're going to golf. We haven't lost that much of the season. It was an early season to begin with. We haven't lost that much of the season. So um, we're going to be okay. Don't worry. Now, uh, um, if you're loving these podcasts as I'm loving doing them, you can obviously download them at Spotify and at Apple Podcasts. You can visit flagstick.com. You can check out every episode we've done to this point. You can check out every episode we're going to do as we release them. You can visit us on YouTube. We do encourage that. Just like I said before, there's a lot of things that we do with the podcast in video form that you don't see in audio form because obviously you can't see anything in audio form. And uh, we do encourage you to go to YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, click the notifications bell, make sure you get every single episode, like us, subscribe. We appreciate that. And um, yeah, so have a great week, everybody. Um, Get it in the links if it's there. And if it's not, don't worry about it. We'll be golfing soon. And always remember, go for the stick.